Hey, this is another one of our Radio Room production freebies where we talk with the creators and give you a little bit of insight into the process that goes into creating a radio drama or a new media drama, depending on where you're hearing this. So I'm once again joined by Tyrant Rex. I'm Steel Tyler Phil Effects. Say hi, Tyrant. Hey, how's it going? Beautiful. We are doing great. I hope you guys are all doing great. Right now, I want to talk to you about the process, literally the process, of creating an episode of Halloween Teen. Where does the inspiration come for you for writing a script, for example? Um, writing a script is always interesting. It usually starts with with some sort of thread about a, a challenge. I mean, obviously, a challenge the Halloween team has to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually just some wild exaggeration of problems that we have in the modern world. I think I have one episode planned sometime in the future where they have to come against the... It's a cult of, of, cult of like burger makers, like Shake Shack. So like I am fascinated. By yeah. this. <laughs> I haven't written it yet. And we're not going to have it in this season probably. Okay. But yeah, basically Shake Shack is a cult uh, and they cook human meat or something along this. This is lines. we can only do fictionalized stuff. <laughs> we are not supposed to do nonfiction. Yeah. Continue. So so yeah, it's mostly like things that I'm I'm terrified of in real life um, taking on gargantuan uh, proportions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in accord with my own like massive insecurities <laughs> and so and then when you have the story the scripting process is it you know is it like drawing blood does it just come out do you a lot do a lot of ad-libbing with your actors you know what what's that like it you know it's interesting i mean i'm i'm i wish i was a more diligent writer like every day i write something and you know i'm gonna keep working on the script i find with a lot of these scripts it does just come out um i can you know i could crank out 30 pages in a couple of hours you know obviously not not all of that is good by any means, but I find like if I'm going to do something, it's usually in quick bursts of inspiration, and then I have something I can mold and and uh, and edit, you know. And I'm really enjoying the editing process a lot. Mm-hmm. These and days. and working with the actors, uh, obviously, you have a lot more recurring characters than either Adam or I do in our pieces. Um, you've gone through several casts in the past when you perform this. This, by the way, is not the first iteration of the Halloween team. Tyrus was, you know, gracious enough to bring his experience to this project to such neophytes as Adam and I. Although, actually, <laughs> Adam true. has done a lot of radio as well. I'm really the neophyte. No, not true. <laughs> okay, well, in any case, what's it been like with working with a cast of recurring characters? Has it been hard when you've had to fill the gaps, or is it, you know, what's that like? It's, um... I mean, this is interesting, like, and it's definitely life-reflecting art. The Halloween team is inherently unstable, um, so, <laughs> so I don't really know why I was expecting my cast to be any different. I've been working on this project basically since college, so I guess it's been eight years now, uh, and I've had a lot of different cast members um, before I finally, like, it all finally settled. Um, I'm really with a group of people that I trust and love. There's nobody in Halloween team that I you know, I don't feel very close to in some, in some respect. So yeah, I think for me, it just took, took some time to find people that were really interested in this project that wanted to commit to it just because they loved the project. Um, but once I found that it's been a lot easier to draw their voices out, um, Mm -hmm. for the characters. Um, a lot of them kind of manifest the characters, uh, Randy Warshaw, who plays the night predator, uh, who I love is just a really brilliant comic actor with a lot of my actors, you know, there's some improvisation, but for the most part, we're really just going through the script. Randy's one of those actors who, who will just add things, um, that and, and they're wonderful. So depending on who the actors are, I have I definitely have a different rapport and we have a different process. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's great when you have that kind of trust. You can work through it. 
what is the process like when you deal with an actor that, you know, is just not giving you that kind of performance? You know, obviously, you're a nice guy. We work with great people, or hopefully we work with great people. Um, <laughs> not this guy. Yeah, not, not Steel. You know, I'm, I'm pretty terrible. But, you know, so how do you get that out, you know, while maintaining, you know, quality and professionalism and sometimes having to butt heads? Truthfully, mm -hmm. I like to make my actors do the most ridiculous stuff on earth. Um, I've directed a lot of you know theatrical pieces in the in the in the past. One of my favorite exercises is to have them do an entire scene as a terrible telenovela. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if they're not giving me what I want, I generally try and like force them to do something completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and that's good for me too because because it's it's amazing even when we're doing things like like. Well, let's do the scene as though we're really terrible Shakespeare. Or let's do the scene with no emotion at all. Um, you find actually things that you hadn't thought of, and um, there's a there's a lot you can pull from things that instinctively you're like, that's a terrible idea. Um, so that's really how I do it. I like to have actors stretch their boundaries. I like it when um, they can just let go and and feel free to just do the absolute wrong thing because. Mm -hmm they're going to find their way back then. Freedom to fail. I love that kind of concept. And finally, you know, you are also our main sound guy on this. Without Tyrus, this would not be possible. I, there's so much blush right now. There's so much blushing on my side. So now once, you, once you've got those performances, you, you, you use a lot of royalty-free sound effects as mm -hmm. well. Could you actually talk about a site that where people could find royalty-free sound effects? Yeah. Uh, ooh, let me find it, actually. Sorry, we're like at my computer, and I'm just going to look it up right here. Yeah, you know, I'll keep this going while he's searching on this. Tyrus, you know, loves his methodicalness. If you could see this right now, he has got page after page and folder after folder. It makes everything really, really easy to find when you're done. By the way, that's a recommendation, too. Don't do what Steel does, which is not label things properly and then cannot be able to find things later on. Here we go. <laughs> so freesound.org is actually where I get a lot of my... Um, it's Creative Commons, it's Public Domain, it's Creative Commons Zero Attribution. Um, really wonderful community of people just making sound effects for one another. Um, I tend to use the ones that are Zero Attribution just because I don't understand the licenses well enough. No, don't worry, I, I know. So for this project, if you need it, let me know and I can help you out with that. That's perfect. That sounds great. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in Creative Commons and open source. Um, there are a lot of things. I really want to start building us a library that we can release open source, um, a, a sound effects and that sort of thing. So, Well, thanks. I mean, this will be good for another yet go around. I'm not sure if that's correct English, but I'm rolling with it anyway. What else? Of production freebies. Thank you so much, Tyrant. Thank we'll you. talk again soon. Thanks, Steel. Looking forward to interviewing you next time. <laughs> <laughs>